Welcome to the Classic Dad Podcast. This is the first official episode that we're going to be doing. We've got uh, Dan, Lou, and George here. We actually are going to come up with what the podcast is going to be on this podcast. So it's kind of a way to kick it off. So uh, before I get into that, Dan, you got any thoughts? Um, no, I'm just, you know, kind of happy to be here and I have some ideas. I've got some really good ideas. So Lou and I talked about this beforehand. A lot of the show is probably going to be us kind of tempering Dan's ideas and figuring out how to keep them in line. Yes, I agree with that. I like to point out that Dan said he's kind of excited to be doing this. I'm very excited to be doing it, just to be clear. But um, we're going to wrangle you in, Dan. This podcast is actually recorded uh, a little differently because we're in the middle of the shelter in place that's going on here with COVID. So uh, we're all in different places looking at each other on on a Skype-like system. But in the future, we'll have a dedicated studio. Maybe we'll have a grill in that studio with some nice air venting. Maybe it'll be outside, some live episodes from the hammock. But this first one is actually the three of us in different locations just trying to make it work. It's just nice to get the voices behind, you know, Classic Dad and Classic Dad Moves um, just kind of out there. And there's stuff that we don't necessarily get to discuss. You know, we post a lot of content, but a lot of it just is the content and then that's it. So this way we can kind of dive into it and and sort of just show you know the behind the scenes who classic dad really is down the road it'd be nice to get a video version going eventually and then you know hopefully we have a top 10 itunes podcast yeah i think top 10 is definitely the goal we should be striving <laughs> for yeah maybe top in a couple 10. months it might take us like two or three months to get there we'll see i mean it's not impossible right let's just have dan do something wild and crazy yeah all right, well, let's do it. Can we get a soundboard with sound effects? Like crazy, like laser beam sounds? And I should mention on this episode, we're going to have our, our friend Kevin, uh, who's going to be editing it. So he'll probably be able to throw in all the soundboard noises you want. I mean, we can get some Arnold Schwarzenegger sound bites. I mean, you remember those, uh, what were they called? Those things back in the day? Were who's your daddy? Where does your daddy work? Who's your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those soundboards back in the day. We need grill tongue clicks. There should be like an automatic button to press for those. I have grill tongs very close to me. Like just at all times? The starting of a lawnmower, like when you get that puppy to start, like the like when it really starts up for the first time, especially when it's been like a cold, a cold start, that's a good sound. <laughs> Damn the, the expert on a... Those sounds start in my neighborhood. You're allowed to start them. It's cool to start it after 10 a.m. Some people start a little earlier. Um, and then after that sound, you know, you get the sound of the weed eater, the sound of the blower. Um, Wait, so I want to jump in. I want to ask because in my neighborhood, people started like eight. So as as a as a guy, as a dad, you know, when when is it good to start your your mowing or your, you know, hacksawing or whatever the heck people are doing in my neighborhood at like eight in the morning. We've had a few people point out that you can't, you can't mow too early because then you get the morning dew on the grass and you don't want to have that when you're mowing, you want it to be dry. So it's just a rookie move right there. It's just right. Even. Right. So you need probably like eight o'clock, I think, because when you're doing like five or six in the morning, then you're dealing with the dew. I think we should establish some dad rules in each podcast. So one is don't, mow your lawn before 8 a.m. Not because you're going to wake up your neighbors, but because that's just showing you don't know what you're doing. Right. But on the other hand, that doesn't mean, you know, that the flex can't be in other ways, like like a blower, for example, that y'all just mentioned. I mean, you can start blowing way early if you really want to 
wake up all the other dads and kind of show them who's boss. But I mean, that's subject to whether you think that's rude or not. Some people think it's flex. Some people think it's just inconsiderate. It's the rooster call of the dads. You start the blower and all the dads in the neighborhood like run out like, oh, it's, it's all. Yeah, it's like challenge accepted. Everybody realizes that they have to be up. I, I think everyone should turn on their grill and start, you know, getting bacon going. You know, full transparency this morning, uh, I woke up very early because I'm smoking a brisket. And I actually felt really bad because I was having to clean the grate. And I was like, dude, I'm so loud right now. <laughs> like, there's somebody crashed out thinking, like, who the hell just woke up that early to grill, you know? <laughs> was your wife sleeping? Uh, yes, she was sleeping. She She's a heavy sleeper, though, so she didn't wake up. But, you know, whenever you're outside and it's silent, there's no noise, you suddenly feel like it's, like, the loudest thing in the world that you're doing. So you're you're actually smoking a brisket right now. As Yeah. I was about to tell you guys, in two minutes, I have to go spritz it. Um, so that'll only take me like 10 seconds. But yeah, I'm smoking a brisket, and it's going to take about 13, 14 hours. What are you spritzing it with? Uh, apple juice. I wanted apple cider, but um, I had to go to the corner store, and you know they don't have much of a variety there. So, Do you have any uh, – did you put a rub on it or uh, – Just salt and pepper, Texas style. Yeah. It's my first one, actually, so we'll see how it goes. Your first brisket? Yeah. What are we making this in? What what are we smoking this in? Um using the Traeger. What, right. what kind of Traeger you got? Um, so I forget the exact model, but it's like one of the do you remember, Dan? I know. Yeah, it's an Eastwood. Um, is it? Oh, that's I right. Think, the Ironwood is the new one. So yeah. I think it's bad when another man knows what type of grill you have. Well, that's a little unfair because you have the exact same grill. You remember it's that situation? A Traeger <laughs> pellet grill. Uh, 41 inch pro series 22 wood pellet i'm sorry that's not what you're, you have you're kind of cheating because you're looking it up so yeah can we talk about the the moment when we you guys got your grills because mm, i was yeah. with my wife we were just about to have our kid we were at the uh <laughs> neonatologist right just to check up and i get this urgent call from dan three urgent calls in a row. And my wife's like, you better take that. It must be something important. And I walk outside the, the appointment <laughs> and Dan tells me that you guys are currently at Home Depot yep. um, looking at grills. And would it be okay if you guys got grills and I didn't, would that, how would we make that work? Would I have to get some money from the business or how would we make it equal? Yeah. And this is what I, this is what I had to leave to listen to. Oh, and it gets better. Dan, Dan called his brother to try to validate you know what he was trying to do and he's like explain it to my brother and you know he'll just to see what he thinks an unbiased opinion and he was like dude he already has one like you don't even need one dan <laughs> he started riffing no that. that's not true um well look he's uh my brother is very anti-pellets oh that's there's the timer for the spritzing give me a quick second Ooh. i'll be right back my brother is anti-pellet he is a green egg guy and he thinks that everything should be grilled on the green egg i've tried to convert him to be a pellet fire guy i send him whenever there's a sale anywhere i send him the links i'm like look you need to buy this he gets very mad he didn't want to talk about it no it's uh, people can be pretty particular about their grills i mean i should probably out myself right now and say i am a dad but i don't own a grill and i don't own a lawnmower and mm. uh, i'm not saying i'm proud of that i'm just trying to be honest and keep it real here <laughs> well, you might have to cut that out. <laughs> 
should we introduce ourselves a bit? Um, Lou, why don't you tell us how you're not a dad? Uh, oh, thanks. You're just trying to throw me under the bus. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm not a dad. I'm in my mid thirties. Um, no kids. Married. Two small dogs. Um, but yeah, I'm not one of those people that's like, yeah, my dogs are like they're the same as having kids. I understand that it's not. It, um, it hold did. on, I'm in my intro. <laughs> But no, I think more importantly, I think I, I just wanted to establish that why am I qualified to be, you know, knowledgeable in classic dad moves was because I grew up with a very, the classicest of dads, you know, uh, the, the, the bad dad jokes ever since I can remember and, uh, and, and I'm starting to see myself do the same things. Uh, but yeah, a lot of the content that we started out with was stuff that I just remember my dad doing. So yeah, that's me. Yeah. I just want to add, uh, some history there for me too. So I grew up with, uh, my dad is very much a classic dad as well. My dad thinks the pun is the height of comedy. Um, <laughs> that's not really how I feel, but he thinks the pun is where it's at. And I feel like that's where Dan is as well. Uh, Lou, you seem to be in the middle. I, yeah, I, I, here's my problem is that sometimes, and you've seen this, George, I, I do the puns. I almost get credit. I get more credit than I deserve for the pun sometimes because I'll say them and I won't even catch it. And then you'll be like, oh, I see what you did there. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I did do that. So I don't know if that's a bad thing or a good thing. But Sam also, she'll be like, oh, are you kidding? Sam's my wife, by the way. And she'll be like, you're kidding me, right? Like, I'll, I'll say a pun that I didn't even realize. And I'm like, oh, well, I guess it's just ingrained in me now. So I have uh, two special visitors that came in to say hello. Do you want to say hello? Our first our first guest? Our first guest. You say hi. Hi. Uh, tell them what happened yesterday. I lost my tooth. Nice. It's a big deal. How did that happen? There was a bee. Like, there was a bee, and it scared me. And then I was running inside, and my arm, um, like hit my face. So who do we have with us? Because they can't see the video again. It's an audio yeah. thing, Dan. So why don't you maybe introduce who we have? You guys call me Lala. Okay. So this is my this is my oldest daughter, and the name that she goes by is Lala. That's not her real name, uh, but that's what she likes to be called is Lala. And she's having a good time doing homeschooling. Got it. And you don't always do homeschooling. It's just during the shelter in place, right? You're not a homeschool dad. That's correct. I don't. I uh, we go to public school. The public schools uh, in our town are great, and we love it. Did the Tooth Fairy uh, make it through the shelter in place to make a visit? Yep. <laughs> What's the, is the tooth fairy a boy or a girl? Girl. And the tooth fairy is a girl. How, how much money did you get? Seven bucks. Is that too much money to give to a kid for fa for uh, Father's Day? For uh, for the tooth fairy? Is I think you might be encouraging her to lose. Yeah, you're, you're kind of getting some inflation going on here. Are we? I think $7 might be a bit high. Am I... Remember the other time I got five bucks? Oh, okay. So apparently each teeth has a set value. Tooth. Tooth. You. <laughs> <laughs> Who's homeschooling who? You guys ever heard about the Passy Fairy? There's the Passy Fairy and the Potty Wizard. Passy Fairy is a girl and they pick up all the Passies uh, at your house and they give the pacifiers to babies that need them. The potty wizard, I forget how the potty wizard works. How does the potty wizard work? You've never told me. You just told me once and you never told me how it works. 
I think I, I think I just maybe kind of made that up. Um, the potty wizard trying to get my daughter to go to sleep and told her a story about the potty wizard. Yeah, I think there's a potty wizard at the office, but I think all they do is make it smell really bad. That's a separate issue. Yeah, that potty wizard has no aim. Uh, it's a problem. <laughs> oh dear lord. <laughs> all right, Lillian, thank you for being our first guest. I love you. You say bye to everyone. Is Gabriel's gonna stay? Yeah, I've got a dog here, and he's not going anywhere. Bye, Lillian. I'm gonna send you guys a. I'm gonna send you guys a photo of my brisket, just so you can uh, you can get some reactions. So what you're I- you're bragging in the middle of the uh, podcast about your brisket. I like the idea of me sending texts to you during the podcast. Yeah, it's some. There's something cool about it. I was I was gonna send a text to Dan and be like, this this interview is fun, but it's going nowhere. So how do we kind of <laughs> Yeah. How do we wrangle it in? Yeah. The potty wizard really brought it all together. Mm-hmm. Not only are you insulting our first guest, you're insulting my child. I don't think we were insulting. I think we were no. maybe talking about your interview skills. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. 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 You know, I was nervous. <laughs> Going back to the grill thing, Lou, do you want to talk about the what you're smoking? Well, <laughs> I've been wanting to do a brisket for a while. And, you know, with everything going on, it's been hard because grocery shopping isn't, you know, what it used to be. But, you know, I was already sort of like wanting to do it. And then Sam was like, hey, you should do that brisket. And I was like, that's all I needed to hear. So we uh, we did a quick run to HEB. And she was like, you know what? I'll give you a ride. You hop off, go get the stuff. And we went like right before closing time and went in there, grabbed a brisket, brought it back home. And then this morning I got up like at six, I started trimming it, I seasoned it. And of course I was watching YouTube videos all, all last night, trying to figure out how I was going to do this. I think it was like eight o'clock when I finally put it in the Traeger. So it probably won't be ready till like tonight at 10 or something. Pretty awesome, man. On the other end of the spectrum, uh, at at the risk of becoming instantly the least favorite person on the podcast, uh, last night I made a turkey hot dog in the microwave at 10 (laughs) p.m. That's my grilling for the week. Yeah, but you have a tiny child, you know, so you can't be you can't be judged that much at the moment. We'll give you some time uh, to adjust to the dad life. Being a being a Chicago guy, you uh, you make it Chicago style. I probably shouldn't admit this either, but I do put uh, ketchup and mustard on the hot dog, which you're really not supposed to do that uh, on a Chicago style. What, what's Chicago style? Just mustard, relish, and onions. And you got those sport pickles, which I always thought was the funniest thing. It's not just regular pickles. And don't they put a pepper in there too? Yeah, I think so. Um, I've never, I'm not really a big fan of Chicago style dogs, to be honest. Like I'll, I'll put the ketchup right on there. You're not supposed to do that. People get all bent out of shape, but yeah, it doesn't bother me. The poppy seed bun too. That's another Chicago thing, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's funny because growing up in Laredo, which for those listening, Laredo, Texas, it borders Nuevo Laredo, but we would go to Mexico um, in our teens and, you know, we'd go out to bars and stuff because over there uh, drinking is legal at 18. Um, so we would go and hang out there. And, and every every time at the end of the night, it was kind of like ritual to go get a hot dog. And they had these little hot dog stands, which they probably weren't up to code looking back. Um, it was probably a no glove wearing sort of situation. But, you know, when you're, I don't know, a six pack or more, uh, I don't want to say how many into those equis. You're kind of like not really caring. So you just grab a hot dog, but the way that they had like a griddle on like a rolling 
little hot dog stand and they did bacon wrapped uh, hot dogs, which I mean, they had like eight sauces that they would throw on there. And those things were delicious. I don't know how they would taste these days if I went back and tried it, but I feel like those might be some of the best hot dogs I've ever had. I like in Houston, there's a chain called James Coney Island hot dogs. They're fantastic. But um, but I love a Hebrew National hot dog. What's that? Y- you never heard of Hebrew National? No. Is that just the brand of the of the? That's the brand, and it's a uh, man. Wow, I I felt like everybody. Is it like a Nathan's type of situation? Yes, Nathan's is that the one that sponsors the uh, eating contest? Yes. So I'll be uh, a little cliche as the Chicago guy, but um, I actually like the hot dogs, at the old hot dogs at Wrigley Field from years ago. Uh, they weren't, I wouldn't say they were amazing, but what I liked about them is they would come uh, in these wrapped in kind of a tinfoil. And basically by the time you ate it, the bun had become soggy and like stuck to the hot dog. Right. And it was just something about it that was like the perfect ballpark food. It was like fused together. Yeah, it was like one thing, but it was almost like a corn dog, but not really. But uh, anyone who has been to Wrigley Field, or at least now it's different. I guess they have better concessions. Back in the day, it, it's not anything someone would say is good. It's just one of those things where I liked it because it was what I thought hot dogs should be. If that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, that was your that was the embodiment of hot dogs for you because that was sort of and also like when you're in a place like that, it's a place that you love to be at so much. Like I feel like you're a diehard sports fan. So when you're there, it's like everything that's part of the experience is like perfect you know yeah and it, but the only carryover to today is that now if i get a good hot dog somewhere if the bun is too fluffy and too much bread i can't take it and i think it's because i'm used to having it like wrapped around the right. hot dog yeah and soggy but uh, yeah that, that that's weird if people see you squeezing a hot dog too much it just kind of uh, puts <laughs> them off. They, they say the best stadium food is there's like a lobster roll at fenway park there's but also I, I don't know if i'm eating lobster at the ballpark but i guess that makes sense I kind of love lobster rolls, though, so I'd be tempted. There's some uh, bacon blitz bread at Lambeau Field. Uh, I would eat that. I definitely would eat bacon. Are you Googling uh, stadium foods? I am. <laughs> I know San Fran has, like, some sushi and stuff, which would make sense for that city. But, again, I feel like now we're kind of going into weird foods for yeah for baseball when it should just be a hot dog, a beer, nachos, you're good. So one quick note on the hot dog train. Uh, in, when I lived in San Antonio, we used to go to horse races. They had, uh, I think it was like every Friday, they had dollar beers and 50 cent hot dogs. And um, you can imagine the crowd that uh, <laughs> that was attracted to that, uh, uh, betting like, you know, a dollar and stuff like that, just so you can go there and have all the, all the cheap stuff, you know, being a college kid and everything. Um, but those hot dogs were so bad, but of course, you know, when you have dollar beers, that makes all the, all the food taste so much better. Uh, but yeah, just small enough. Dollar beers anywhere is going to attract a certain clientele. Right. Uh, I, I have questions about your brisket. Where'd you get the meat? Is that you got it at HEB? You got it at the grocery store. You didn't go to a butcher. You didn't mail order it. No. And honestly, like, I think since it's my first brisket, I, I mean, Maybe I'll get lucky and it'll come out great. I'm, I'm following some pretty strict rules as far as like I've looked. I've just done a lot of research and that's part of what took me so long to do it is that I'm always such a perfectionist with things like this that I try to I try to get it, you know, I try to learn as much as I can before I do it. So like when I did the ribs and all that stuff, like now I've, I've dialed in the ribs pretty good because I've 
because I've read so much up on it. But um, because of that, I was like, well, it's my first one. You know, who knows how it's going to come out. So I'm not going to order like a Snake River Farms one just yet or anything. But if it comes out good and I figure out that this is a good method, especially using the Traeger because that's not a traditional method, um, I figure depending on how this one goes, for all we know, I'm going to try it and be like, yep, I'm never doing that again. Um, but if it goes well, then I'll look to get something better. And honestly, like if I had the choice, I probably would have gone to Costco because I've heard they have really good, um, really good meat there. So that would have been my go-to, but you know, due to the situation and just, it's so much easier to just go to the HEB near my house. So. And then, okay. So another question is you have two probes. Is yeah. that a, a Weber setup? What's the probe situation like? Yeah. So I, I am going to upgrade the probes. Um, the ones that I have now have been great for like steaks and chicken and even the ribs, it's been fine. Um, yeah. But I do need something that's like a little bit more accurate. I'm not saying it's not, but I'd rather have something, especially if you're spending this much time cooking something or smoking something, you want to make sure that you're getting like a proper read. Uh, but yeah, right now I have a Weber I grill. I grill too. Yeah. yeah yep. Here's what we'll do somewhere in the episode notes or attached as a link somewhere on the classic We're going to show pictures of Lou's brisket, mm. uh, the one he sent, but also when it's done. And then we want uh, people listening to this to, to either comment there or to tell us what they thought of the brisket. I love it. Yeah. Your first, we're going to get our influencer friends oh. uh, who are like really like grilling with dad. Some of those guys, we're going to have them critique your brisket and we're going to see how Very that goes. Nice. Very nice. Okay. Well, I have some videos of me spritzing it and making it all dramatic with slow-mo and stuff. So, Hey, hey your probes are, they're Bluetooth. They are. Yeah. But yeah. I'm not, so it's been kind of crapping out a little bit, the Bluetooth for some reason, it's like, it gets out of range and then it gets funky. So on the actual eye grill, there's uh, on the little panel, there's a, a digital uh, read on there. So I don't need to use my phone to read it. Cause as much as that's uh, convenient, sometimes it doesn't work. So I just have it mag. It, it's got a magnet on it, so I have it stuck uh, yeah. to the, the trigger. I like it. I love the Bluetooth capability. I use it all the time. My wife, who also enjoys grilling, is anti probes. She thinks that you're an amateur if you need them. Uh, <laughs> her father was anti probes and and meat thermometers. So she likes to cook uh, the way he did it, which was just the eyeball method. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I'm not. I don't have a grill, so I, that doesn't mean much, but. I think if you're going to do it, you should really know how to do it by just by eye and by by feel. I, you guys got to give me a chance to defend myself, though. That's about my. Have feeling. you not been doing that this whole time? No, uh, because it, assuming let's just pretend that you could do it by you know, I'm just going to say I've seen some grill masters. Yes, there are like the Franklins of the world that could just poke it, and they're like, "Oh, this is ready." Um, but you know. There's a lot of dudes online making briskets and, and most of them use probes. So there's that. But even if I wanted to eyeball it and feel it out, how would I ever know what that is until I do it the first time and then figure it out? And then maybe from there on. Yeah. I mean, some people are just naturals. So I feel like <laughs> yeah. you're already going down the path if you need all this digital assistance, which is fine. Uh, but we'll see when we post the pictures and uh, any videos what, what the audience thinks. And again, we'll get some of our expert grilling friends to really critique it so i hope you're happy that you've introduced that to this first podcast oh yeah but i already know who i'm not going to give any to just based on this conversation the guy, <laughs> the guy that microwaved a uh, turkey hot dog <laughs> here's what i would say i even got it down so a couple days ago i did that 
and the thing exploded almost. And I realized, oh, I've got to put some fork holes in it. So now I'm actually improving my method with the microwaves. So wait, hold on. Let's rewind then. How come you're not lighting a fire in the backyard and cooking it by eye and feel? You're using some digital assistance as well, right? Yeah, but I don't like Google how long I should put in the microwave. I know it's about 35 seconds is going to get it done. So that's kind of the eyeball method as well. But it took you the first time to make it explode before you got it down, right? The point is, it was delicious, and we'll see how your brisket turns out. Okay, fair, fair. We'll see. Hey, have you watched the uh, the fr- the masterclass Franklin Barbecue on how to do a brisket? No, uh, he has some some YouTube videos where he goes through the trimming, he goes through the seasoning, he goes through a little bit of the cook. Um, obviously, it's not going to be in depth the way the masterclass is, but. I kind of want to add a little bit of my own to it as well. So I don't want to have like every tiny detail answered for me. So I was like, yeah, this was enough. The YouTube stuff. It was like KLRN or something like that. Yeah. What was that? Uh, that was my cat. Sorry. <laughs> uh, well, it's better that than it farting. Yeah, that's true. She probably wants one of those turkey hot dogs we've been talking about so much. <laughs> right, right. Does your cat have severe flatulence? No. <laughs> i'm not gonna get into the details of my cats on this uh podcast they're Off great the record yeah <laughs> we've got one skinny one one fat one and uh that's pretty much all i need to know about them they're great i hope it's a fat one that wants a hot dog no it's a skinny one she's on oh. steroids though so she's righted up you know there we go protein got it. i i want to be known as the guys that kind of started this trend of of uh clicking grill tongs together that's it that's all he wants can y'all hear that i think he's been waiting to do that the whole time yeah i i just want people to be like oh those guys yeah these these three crazy guys one wasn't even a dad Mm. Just so you know, though, before if you're gonna if you're gonna go all the way with that, you can only do two click increments. That's the rule. So just keep that in mind. <laughs> so to recap, Dan wants to be known as the Grill Tong guys. Lou wants a top ten podcast, preferably in two months or less. It sounds like. Oh wait, wait! I got a few things to add. add. Yeah, we'll we'll probably uh, <laughs> we'll get to those in the next episode. <laughs> do a lot of video content we do a lot of articles things like that it feels like a podcast is something we've talked about for a while i do think it's the best chance to get some of the other people uh that we work with on social and talk with on social whether they're grilling experts or you know lawn guys or whatever it is uh to me it'd be interesting to get some guests involved because as much as i think the three of us are interesting i think what makes classic dad fun is that we tap into the larger culture of dad stuff and so a lot of that is people we talk to and i'll say it's also not just dads it could be guy stuff too i don't think right. we need to be all about just dad stuff you guys know what a funkle is oh god tell us what it is so we can mock it yeah yeah <laughs> now he's being shy a fun uncle a fun uncle is a funkle that is i've never heard that you're we're not going to be known as the tong guys now we're going to be the people who tried to make funkle a thing i think it sounds yeah a funkle, a fun uncle, or a funky uncle. uncle. Okay. Hey, I can't imagine what it would be like to have Dan as an uncle. I, I don't think it it would be funky. <laughs> it's that weird uncle that's getting hammered with the grill tongs. Oh dear lord. No, I will say to touch on what you said, George. 
we do have some celebrity followers and stuff too. So it would be cool to eventually, you know, you mentioned all people we work with and influencers and viral dads and all that sort of stuff. But um, yeah, it would be cool to eventually get some celebs on here talking. Yeah, dad, if you're listening dad and you're uh, at all famous or noteworthy, uh, please, please come <laughs> on our podcast. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'll plug it a little bit. Classic dad, we do get, uh, I don't know, we have like 50 to 100 million impressions on social every month or something like that. So we definitely can do it on the video thing. Uh, and as we learn the audio podcast, you know, it'd be great to get some people on there. Dan, we're doing a video chat right now. Dan's yawning as I, as I go through. <laughs> He's not impressed. That's, that's, that's what dads do. Oh, and you they rest their eyes right afterwards. We, we should be in hammocks, lawn chairs, or lazy boys while we, while we put this podcast on. Hmm. Well, when we get the studio going, then we'll have lawn chairs and, you know, coolers and we'll have turf. All dads. That Dads don't need studios. Dads have garages. Mm. What if we try to keep the podcast Fancy. going uh, as long as Lou is cooking, is smoking his briskets? How long? Oh. Is it? Hours or eight hours? What are you doing? Yeah, we. I mean, we could stay on till ten tonight. I think we're good. We have that much material. I can microwave like four hot dogs in that. Time, so. <laughs> oh, wow, those are some slow cooked hot dogs you got. Going well, on. I only have like a few left, so that's the problem there. <laughs> I don't feel like we have many listeners on this first episode, so I'm assuming that you're coming back from some future episodes to check out this first one. So thanks for jumping back and scoping stuff out. Hopefully Lou's brisket will turn out fabulous, and Matt props to Lou for having the courage to do a brisket. I've done it once, and I failed miserably. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good time. Uh, we're looking forward to getting some feedback from everybody, and... Yeah, definitely. If you're listening now, please subscribe, like, share, rate, do all the stuff you do on podcasts. Share a link on MySpace if you can. That would be really helpful. George, don't get uh, food poisoning from your uh, turkey hot dogs. I think you eat those raw. So uh, if you mm. want, they're fully cooked. So I'm not worried. Keep it crispy. Oh, we didn't talk about how dads are emptying their pools and filling it up with crude oil. Mm, that's definitely a second episode topic. Yeah, I don't think it's that, that prevalent, but we can definitely touch on the price of oil in our next Classic Dad podcast. 